Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Let's talk some Dynasty next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT and 5. I'm Chris Towers here with Heath Cummings. And Heath, we've got, you know, free agency in a couple of weeks. We're starting to get some draft profiles out there. If you saw on CBSSports.com, there's a Bryce Young rookie scouting profile up there. And so this is this is a good time to talk about Dynasty. And, and I wanted to ask you a couple of questions. We're going to do a, a couple of Dynasty shows over there, a, a Dynasty show every week over the next, you know, couple of months. And with free agency looming, I guess the first question I wanted to ask you is just, you know, we know free agency matters a ton for the upcoming year because it changes players' values and stuff like that. Does it really, does it impact the, the way you rank for Dynasty as much? Yeah, you know, I, not for quarterbacks, um, definitely for running backs, because most running backs aren't getting to free agency until they're 25, 26, 27 years old. So if they mm-hmm. get a, another contract, which that second contract's proven elusive for a majority of running backs, but if they get it, that's probably the last situation they're going to be in. So yes, there are a handful of guys, maybe even two handfuls of guys, <laughs> um, Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, David Montgomery, Miles Sanders, and, I, and, and really the lower... You get in that that it's much more important to the Montgomery Sanders types than it is to mm-hmm. the Jacobs Barkleys. Yeah, Saquon Barkley probably going to be pretty good anywhere he goes. But you know, I did actually just see a report that the Giants are, you know, growing pessimistic about their chances of re-signing him. Sounds like the Bears are interested in Saquon Barkley potentially. I don't think that would necessarily be the best landing spot for no. him. What do you think? No, that would. Um, I think that would not be the best landing spot for him. Now, I don't know that it would be that much different than the one he has. the 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 real key with Saquon is: Are you going? Is he going to go to a team that allows him to get eighty percent of the team's running back opportunities, like the Giants do? I think the Bears would definitely use him in the passing game. They use Dave Montgomery that way, but they seemed to favor a two back approach. And so, if Saquon turns into a sixty sixty five percent of the opportunities guy, then that would be worse. Yeah, and especially because the the Bears don't really throw to their running backs all that often. Justin Fields very uh, very prolific scrambler, so that's right. you know not going to be as big of a part of his game. Let's ask one more question heading into free agency. Which player? Give me one player or two who could see their value change the most depending on where they land. Um, I think I think Derek Carr. Even though I sure. said it doesn't affect the quarterbacks as much, he's one who, in the perfect situation, I could see us elevating into that like Matthew Stafford two years ago type situation or or past Kirk Cousins. And, and right now, I'm concerned that Carr ends up somewhere where he just doesn't perform that well, where the situation isn't as good, and, and he could be even worse than what he's been so far. So th- we've seen quarterbacks the last couple of years struggle with situation changes, especially in year one, and he's the type who I think could go somewhere else, struggle for a year or two, and all of a sudden people are viewing him like Andy Dalton, which maybe they should have been all along. Yeah, he's uh, he's one that like I wrote about the the top landing spots for him, and we talked about it a bit last week on the podcast. Yeah. 
I would like to see him in Atlanta just for Kyle Pitts and uh, Drake London to have a competent quarterback. But obviously, I don't think that would be great for Derek Carr's value. Uh, Let's move on to some rookie discussions and we'll keep it a little broad. How are you valuing 2023 rookie picks right now? Um, I think that the the first pick, Bijan Robinson, at least in a, in a non super flex league, you're looking at as a first round pick in a startup draft. Mm-hmm. He's a top five dynasty running back, and in the right landing spot, he might end up, depending on how all the numbers pop out, as number one um, at running back. So, if you're talking about a super flex league, then you may have three picks that are in the first round or two. Otherwise, in a one-quarterback league, I think you're probably looking at Bijan as the only first-rounder, and then the rest of them, the rest of the first half of the of the round are are sprinkled in. Now, what we've seen the last couple of years is those seven through twelve picks. There's going to be a couple of big hits. Mm-hmm. In the past, I've always liked to try to flip those for future firsts and hope that that turns into a top three pick. Um, but if you're a contender right now, it might make more sense just to swing big. There are a yeah. lot of running backs who could be at least part-time helps this year. Yeah, that's the thing is that this year's class doesn't seem as strong in the wide receivers, which have yeah. been where a lot of those latter half of the rookie picks uh, have really hit. So, you know, that's something to keep in mind as, you know, certainly I do more research for the upcoming rookie class and we'll have more on the F15 and 5 podcast. Really quickly before we go, who is someone you could see being a surprisingly fast riser over the next month? Um, well, let's say two months, and that's a guy I wrote about today. It's not a rookie, but it's the guy I wrote about today. It'll be his first year as a starter if, if things break right, and that's Sam Howell. Um, mm-hmm. You look at his opportunity with Washington. If Eric Bieniemy is actually a good offensive coordinator, which I think he probably is, Andy has Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson. Andy ran for 800 yards his final year in college. If they just let Sam Howell go and rip it to those two wide receivers, he might end up being a, a top 20-ish redraft quarterback this year, which jumps him into the top 15 in Dynasty. Yeah, it's interesting because he, he did rush for 800 yards that last season in college. His 40-yard dash uh, time, I believe, was around the five-second mark. So yeah, I don't think we have one from him in college, though. I think that was okay. even a, a, like a going-into-college type Oh, number. okay, so, okay. Yeah, he, he did not. And he's not a great athlete. Yeah. But he is a willing rusher, and he was very successful in the red zone. Yeah, that, that's the big thing for me would be the red zone stuff. If he can be someone who, you know, like early career Dak Prescott, yeah, where he was rushing for like five, six touchdowns per year, maybe 300 yards, that adds up if he can be a competent passer and it can get him into that high-end QB2 range in a and in the right situation. In Bienemy's offense or Andy Reid's offense, and we don't know exactly what the offense will be in Washington, but Patrick Mahomes run for at least 300 yards three straight seasons. So I think that should be at least the expectation. All right, and that's going to do it for FFTN5. We'll see you next time. It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.